58, he was my supervising pastor when I was going through ministerial internship. I was still in the service. We used to meet at the Forest Street Church of God 6 a.m. in the morning for prayer before we went to work. And uh, at that time, he was probably, and I probably still holds the record, at that time, I think he was about 31 years old and was uh, probably the youngest pastor to ever come to Forest Street, which was one of our premier churches, to be honest with you, in those days. And so I'm grateful to have him. I've had the opportunity to serve with him in the mission field for, uh, we, we've been down three times. Uh, we're going back in October, and he and Sister Joyce are just wonderful hosts. They have been with us every second of every minute of every hour and day. It's not like some missionaries carry you and say, okay, I'll pick you up at, you know, to go to the airport when y'all get done. They're with us every single step of the way. So I want to invite Pastor Tyson, if you'll come now uh, at this time, give the Lord praise for he and <clears throat> his wife, Sister Joyce. And I just want to give him plenty of time to obey the Lord. So God bless you, Bishop. Let the Lord have his way. All right. Praise God. Good to be with you today. And boy, you people take going to the beach serious here, don't you? I mean, even at church, you got, uh, you're ready. Hey, that's all right. We, it's great to uh, be with you in this part of the country. Uh, I'm originally from a little place down here in South Georgia, but I've been gone a long time. Y ahora yo hablo más español que inglés a veces. Sometimes I speak more Spanish than English. Because we live in Guatemala. Some missionaries live in the United States and visit other places. But we actually live there about 8,000 feet above sea level. And uh, among the Quiche Indians in our particular area, they are descendants of the Mayans. And you might notice uh, when you leave after the service, if you want to pick up a, a little bag out there that... Uh, was made by uh, one of the Quiche ladies for us to put coffee in. And those of you who uh, are not Mormons and you drink coffee, we have some excellent roasted coffee out there, fresh from Guatemala. It was just roasted the day before uh, we came to the States, and it is absolutely fantastic, and that's available uh, for a donation of $25 as you leave, uh, and, you, and we do take credit cards, and that helps us with our uh, expenses while we are here in the States. It is a joy to be with uh, Mike and Kelly and, and the family and all of you. Uh, now many of you feel like family. You've been down to Guatemala with us, uh, and uh, it's just been uh, a great time, and we're excited about what's going to be taking place in October. Uh, the only thing about it, some will be disappointed because it's going to be smooth roads where we're going to. I think the last time I took them uh, uh, way back in the mountains and uh, they, some of them got saved, I think, uh, on the trip because of the way the roads were getting back to where we, we were going. But uh, it was great and uh, it is a joy to be with you. I understand we have a a time uh, element this morning, and so I want to be as succinct as I can. Uh, I want to share with you this morning on this thought, Pentecost for mission, because I want to tell you that that's what Pentecost is all about, is to prepare us for the mission that God has set before each of us. And it's not just for preachers, not just for pastors, 
but every man, woman, boy, and girl has a calling upon their life. They have a vision that God places within your heart to reach out and to touch this world for Jesus. There's an old, old song that you don't hear anymore, but uh, when I was growing up, they used to sing the song that said, I said to myself, I was going to keep it quiet, but I told it all day and I told it all night. I'm going to tell everybody what the good Lord has done for me. And I want to tell you, when you get saved, when you give your heart to Jesus, it's something that comes within you that makes you want to tell others. It makes you want to bless others. And it makes you want to reach out to others. So I think it's appropriate today to have a missionary on Pentecost Sunday because uh, that's what Pentecost is, is really all about, is reaching this world for Jesus Christ. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that this gospel shall be preached in all the world and then the end shall come. And so when the gospel has been preached to the four corners of, of the world and when every tongue, every kindred, every race, every person has heard the gospel, you say, how is that possible? I don't understand it, but I know that with God all things are possible and that he can do all things and he desires to use you and me broken vessels people that are not perfect and yet he places within us his spirit and he gives us the supernatural ability to reach out and touch others he gives an old south georgia boy that's from a little town over here called osilla georgia the ability to speak spanish and to be able to preach in Spanish and to lay hands on people and to pray for them and, to, and for God to meet their needs in another language. Our God is an awesome God. Amen? Praise God. Hallelujah. Uh, Pentecost for mission. In Acts 1 and verse 4, the scripture says, And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, you have heard of me. And then over in Acts chapter 2, the great advent of Pentecost. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were with one accord. Boy, that really is tremendous, isn't it? As a matter of fact, if you read the rest of the book of Acts, every time the Spirit moves, it's because the people were in one accord. When there is disunity, when there is trouble, the Spirit cannot move. But whenever there is uh, uh, unity, when there is love, when we care about one another, when we care about others, then the Spirit of God comes in a mighty way. And it says, suddenly there came a sound from heaven, is a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And they appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Well, immediately controversy arises when you talk about the Holy Ghost. 
When you talk about the Holy Spirit, there are some people that say you have to receive this way or that way and that certain things have to happen or not happen. But the truth of the matter is we are not supposed to be seeking an experience. We're supposed to be seeking the one who gives us the experience. When we seek the Lord, when we ask him to be all in our lives, then he will give us what we need. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that we should not take thought for what we should say when we're called before the judges. Uh, but uh, in that same moment, the Bible says the, that the Spirit of God will give us what we should say. I look back here at uh, Matthew uh, when Jesus was about to leave his, his disciples. He spoke to them in verse 18, and he said, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore, and teach all nations. That word nations means all people. Every man, woman, boy, and girl deserves to hear the gospel at least one time. Amen? And we in this country have heard the gospel so many times until some of us have spiritual indigestion and we don't like it. And we say, well, it's, it's old shoe. I've heard it all my life. But my friend, this gospel is ever new. It ever breaks the bonds of sin and sets us free. And whom the Spirit has set free, the Bible says, is free indeed. Hallelujah. And then he says, go therefore and teach all people, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. You know, he's with us. We can go anywhere. I've had people to ask me, because for a number of years, I, we worked in the inner city of Guatemala City, one of the most dangerous cities in the world. And I worked in areas that Guatemalan pastors would say to me, I can't understand, how can you go into that area to preach the gospel? How can you go into that area and build a church? And even they were afraid. Some areas we were in, the police would not even go in because it was so dangerous. And I would have people to ask me, and people in this country would ask me, uh, are you not afraid? And I said, well, certainly, I, you know, I've got... I've got common sense. Certainly, I'm cautious. But you know what? If you go and the Lord is with you, you don't have to be afraid. As a matter of fact, somebody has said that there are 365 fear nots in the Word of God. That means that every day of our life, there's a fear not. We don't have to be afraid. As a matter of fact, the psalmist David said, what time I am afraid, I will Put my trust in the Lord. We can't do it on our own, but whenever the Spirit of the Lord is with us, then we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Amen? Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Someone has said that Pentecost is not for our enjoyment, but Pentecost is for our employment. Think about that. 
You know, I love Pentecost. I love Pentecostal churches. I love the worship, the Pentecostal style. Raise our hands. Praise the Lord. Shout. Dance in the Spirit. Rejoice. It's exciting to me. I grew up around this, and, and, and I experienced it for myself. But I love and enjoy our worship services. But the Holy Ghost is not given just for enjoyment. It is given to us for our employment. We've got a job to do. Until Jesus comes, we've got to shout it from the mountaintop that Jesus Christ is Lord, that Jesus Christ saves. He is the answer to every problem in this world. And the Bible says, you say, well, pastor, I don't understand uh, because my problems are so big. The issues that I'm facing are so great. But then I respond what the Word of God says. He's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we're able to ask or even to think according to the power that worketh in us. It's not us. Your pastor has no power. I have no power. You have no power outside of the power of the Spirit of God. That's why the Apostle Paul, when he preached, he said, I come to, not to you with enticing words of man's wisdom, but I come to you in the power and the demonstration of the Spirit. The Spirit is what makes the difference in our lives. I thank God for the privilege he's given us to serve in the country of Guatemala now for many, many years. And uh, we love being there, and I think when folks come down, they can tell we're proud. As a matter of fact, I've had uh, some relatives that come down, and I tell them, you know, this is uh, this tastes better than it does in the United States, you know, or this steak is better than the steak in the United States, or this fruit tastes better than the fruit in the United States. And I've had them to say, I get tired of you saying how wonderful everything is in Guatemala. But when God calls you to a place, you see, a few years back, there's a lot of people didn't want to come to Kingsland, Georgia. Come on. But God raised this man up and said, I want you to go to Kingsland, Georgia. Nothing looked appetizing to him. But he in obedience did what God called him to do. And look what the Lord has done. And look what the Lord is doing. I'm excited. I'm excited for your groups and the things you're doing here. Because you see, that's what Pentecost is about. It is to, it is to connect you and to employ you in the kingdom of God. And we all have to be discipled. And this is an excellent way to be discipled. But we have partnered together, as the pastor said, for the last three years. And you have built three homes for pastors in Guatemala. And the three that you have built are homes where the pastor's home was destroyed uh, in 2012, November. There was a 7.4 earthquake. And you have helped those pastors. And we have now... Uh, built over 20-something houses for pastors that their homes were destroyed. And you 
uh, had a great part in that. You have done three, and now we're going to be doing a house in October for a pastor that has pastored for many years, but he has nowhere to live. He, well, he's living actually in a house uh, that belongs to his uh, sister and his mother, and he and he's and he's no spring chicken, as we say in the country. He's not a young guy, but he is there. He's sacrificing. And, and this church is going to help that pastor to have a, a nice little home to live in. How many believe that we should take care of our pastors? Do you believe that? You know, I heard about one pastor went to a place, and they said, Pastor, if you'll stay humble, we'll keep you poor. But I believe that if we take care of God's men and women, then God will take care of us. And our ministry is called Hearts for Shepherd. That's my heart. I built churches. I built clinics. But I'm building pastor's homes now. Went to one just recently. Somebody had told me about it. He's got five children and one on the way. A dirt floor. Adobe, little adobe house. He and his wife are living in a little room that literally is the size probably of some of your closets. That's how small you have to go in sideways to get into their bedroom to get to get into the bed. And, and their children all in one room, dirt floors, and, and it gets very cold in, in that area. And I went to visit them to see the need, and I've been there a long time. I ought to be hardened by now. But when I saw the condition that they lived in, I said, God, this is a church of God pastor. Never should we have a pastor that has to live in these kind of conditions, but because they're so extremely poor, they live in those conditions and literally had opened a church inside his little adobe house, and now he's got about 50 people that are coming to church there, that he's one to the Lord in that area. And, and, and God is going to help us. I've already got a commitment from, I've already got a commitment from somebody to build him a house. And they said, not only do we want to build him a house, they said, we want to help him build his church as well. I'm telling you, how many know that God will provide every need that we have? Hallelujah. It's such a joy to be with you. Would you please put the little film presentation on? This is not professionally done. I had my computer, uh, matter of fact, computer, iPad, everything stolen back in uh, December in Guatemala City. And so I just got a computer, and I was a little slow getting on the jump drive here for this today, but uh, uh, having to work on it and not have a lot of the pictures and things that I had. But I hope you'll enjoy this. I think you'll see some familiar faces on there, and I hope this will be a blessing to you this morning. I think we've still got time.
Made a great support for us. Great help. Muchas gracias. Dios los bendiga. Thank you. God bless you. No tenemos palabras como expresarnos. We don't have words to express how we feel. Por todo lo que han hecho por nosotros. All that you've done for us. Pero Dios se los va a multiplicar y que vaya con ustedes a su retorno a su hogar. May God multiply his blessings and go with each one of you. También a los albañiles, Dios los bendiga. To all the workers, thank you. Vecinos que han colaborado de manera especial. Everyone that has has helped. Estamos agradecidos con toda la familia Hidalgo Abelarde. And our family. Muchas gracias. Hidalgo. Vamos a orar. We're very happy. We're going to pray. Vamos a darle gracias a Dios. We're going to give thanks to God. Oramos en esta preciosa hora de una manera especial que Dios los bendiga.
Padre que estás en el cielo, te damos gracias, eterno Dios, en esta hora. Muchas gracias, Dios. Bendice, Pastor Demesio, bendice a los hermanos Tyson, a su esposa y a todo el grupo que vinieron de Estados Unidos y que se han apoyado de una manera especial, Señor. Gracias, bendice a los hermanos que han colaborado, que han cooperado, Señor, de una y otra manera, Señor. Gracias, Padre, a los hermanos rabañeles que vienen de San Marcos, a los que viajaron para San I want you to see the, even though you couldn't understand the words, I know your spirit connected as those people, humble people, poor people, but how they reach out to God in prayer. That's the way we're supposed to be. Amen. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and he will exalt you in due season. And that's the way we're to be. I want to ask you this morning quickly and then. Uh, your pastor will be coming to uh, tell you uh, the procedure from that point on. But if you have a little card here, if you would take that card this morning, if God has spoken to your heart, or if you feel in your heart you would like to be a part of our ministry uh, in Guatemala, and, and I shared with your pastor last night, and I'm not going into great detail, but uh, we're living the day that we're living in. It's a different time. You know, I'm getting a little older, so I remember the. Now I'm one of the ones that talk about the old days. But people give to causes, and so many times uh, we we raise 100% of our support, and it goes through Church of God World Missions, and then we're paid a a, uh, a salary and so forth out of that. If the money does not come in then they don't have a resource to pay us. And so that's how we, that's how we live in Guatemala. It's how we rent a house there. I don't own a home there. We, we rent a house, and, and we live there to be a blessing to others. The only way we can do that is as God 
uh, touches people to, to support our ministry there. And so you have this little promise card uh, there. And if you would like to give today, you can do that. There's, there's actually two or three ways you can do it. If you'll fill out your name and the information there, uh, and then you will see that you can give weekly, monthly, or uh, annually. That's once, once a year. And then you can actually, if you uh, are comfortable in doing it, you can give through credit card. And that's really the best way because it's a very secure system that they have with Church of God World Missions. They will contact you, and, uh, and then that is for one year. At the end of that year, you have to re-up if you want to continue that support. But you can fill in your card number and all the information there. And then uh, local church credit, just the harbor. And uh, down below, if you have a prayer request, we get a copy of this. The church will have a copy of it. And uh, you, you will keep a copy. And if you would like for us to pray with you about a need that you have, we will certainly make it uh, a matter of prayer and be praying uh, with you for that. Our uh, number, uh, I think they're going to put that up. There you go. Is uh, just put Frankie Tyson. If it's not all, some of them already have it on it. But if not, just write Frankie Tyson, project number zero six zero 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 one. It's not that I'm old, but we were the very first people with the Church of God to have to raise our budget. So that's the reason we're zero 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 one. We were the very first. And, uh, and we're still on the field. So thank you. Anything that you do will be uh, greatly appreciated. No amount's too small. Uh, I, I've had people actually uh, a few years ago that actually committed to a, like a, a penny a week type thing. And, and they kept their promise. And God doesn't look at amounts. He looks at your heart. And what you can do and, and how you can be a blessing. Thank you so very much. And I'm asking uh, whoever is coming. Pastor, you look better today. Thank you. You were taller. No, I was never taller. 